Welcome back to the Dunn Russian Company podcast. I'm Chris Sharp, and today I'm talking to Greg Rush, founding partner of Dunn Russian Company in Boston, Massachusetts, about some of the factors that go into preparing a business for a successful transition while asking the hard question of business owners, would you buy your own business? Welcome, Greg. Thanks so much for talking with us today about this. Thank you, Chris. Good to see you again. You as well. Um, all right. So to start off, what is the general state of middle market M&A these days, and how does that affect businesses that might be looking toward a sale in the next few years? Well, you know, I think the M&A market's really been through an incredible run over the last 10 plus years, and it's off a little bit as we start out the beginning of 2023 from the peak volumes that we'd seen through all of 21 and the first half of 22. But that said, you know, I think there's a number of things that still work to help uh, business owners that are looking to do something in this type of an environment. There's an awful lot of money out there uh, that's focused on doing M&A transactions. And particularly if your company is performing well financially and has a strong outlook, uh, even given the economic uh, challenges that I think people are foreseeing for the rest of the year, uh, that's not going to apply to all companies. But those types of businesses, I think, are going to find ways to get good, good transactions done in any kind of an environment, particularly given how much money is, is looking for these types of solid investments. Absolutely. Well, I know that you've been on the other side of this process as a business owner going into and through a sale of your own. You talk in your blog about the need for business owners to change their perspective on how they approach a sale. Can you get into that a little bit? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think when we talk to business owners, they view M&A activity or the sale of their business as super intimidating and something that's about not just themselves, their company, their employees, their customers, but their own legacy. And they're so wrapped up in being part of the business that they don't take the time to step out and think about working on the business and having it do the things that it can do for them and all the other stakeholders uh, in their company. So they have to think about it a completely different way, regardless of whether they're thinking about selling the business now, might think about selling it down the road, or if they want their grandchildren to run it someday. There are things you need to be doing to constantly improve your business and increase the value of your company. So the same things that an outside buyer are going to focus on uh, in terms of uh, how valuable your business is, uh, are the things that you need to do to, to make your business stronger, regardless of where you want that to go. And it's just going to increase your flexibility and maximize your options no matter what you choose to do down the road. Excellent. Now, I mean, in, in your blog, you kind of break those down into a set of quantitative and then qualitative factors. What are some of the quantitative factors that owners should be focusing on that can affect valuations? Sure. Well, you know, I, I think when we step way back and you try to make this less mysterious for people, we really start with the question saying, you know, put yourself in the shoes of the buyer and try to analyze your business very honestly uh, on you know whether you would buy it you know would you spend the kind of money you're asking people to spend to acquire your company if you were on that side of the table and you were looking to buy this business so you know we break that down into quantitative and qualitative factors the quantitative ones are ones that people might expect so you're looking at uh, the sales level um, the trends the growth the sustainability of, of your sales uh, profit margins um, you know, what the trends are there, whether those can be sustained, the size of your market, how you can uh, gain market share, what your opportunities and threats are, uh, whether you have customer concentration, which represents risk, 
Um, you know, what are the terms of your contracts? Do you have a lot of customer turnover? How much capital do you have to spend uh, to keep your company operating at a high level and generating the kind of revenue and profits that you want? Those, you know, really, it's anything that can be measured, and it typically focuses on you know financial metrics. That's really going to be you know the, the quantitative factors that we would focus on. Okay, and then I guess alternatively, what are the important qualitative factors that might be less thought of uh, off the bat that need to be looked at? Well, you know, when you think about a company, uh, it's much more than just the numbers and the sales and the profits. And the qualitative factors are the areas that a, a buyer is going to try to assess how strong your business is in terms of the culture, its brand, reputation in the marketplace. Many businesses have intellectual property or patents or some kind of a quote unquote special sauce that makes them better than the competitors. Uh, stacking up the business relative to the competitive landscape and other people that are uh, competing against you. And then, you know, looking at your alignment with management uh, or you have a strong team, a deep team. Uh, are they all rowing in the same direction you are trying to grow and build the business? How strong are your financial controls and your systems? Those are super important as you look to do any kind of a transaction, a sale or a financing or anything like that. And I think they're oftentimes neglected by a lot of companies that, uh, that we see that have been quite successful growing over a long period of time. Facilities and equipment, legal, regulatory, environmental risks. Are you up to date on all of the compliance reporting that you need to do? All of these things are you know, maybe less obvious when you think about the tires that are going to be kicked by a buyer. But you know, reviewing those things and having all of your ducks in a row can do nothing but help you no matter what your strategy is to go forward. Right. That makes sense. I mean, and so what I'm hearing is that these tools, whether quantitative or qualitative, are all critical if preparing for a sale, but also very relevant and useful for any owner, uh, regardless of where they are in the transition planning process. From an outsider's perspective, it's all daunting. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, but how should business owners start to tackle the list and how can a proven M&A advisor like Dunrush help to streamline this process? You know, there's a saying that we, we hear in a lot of different situations that, you know, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time, right? So <laughs> there's an awful lot that needs to be done. It can be expensive to try and do some or all of these things. Uh, certainly seem expensive relative to a lot of businesses that have done quite well by spending money in the right places and not overspending on things. But, you know, getting yourself uh, sort of aligned and understanding the strategy and the growth and how to increase the value of your company uh, is something that will uh, return on the cost uh, many times over if you do it the right way. And, you know, we have tools that, you know, we would get in oftentimes years before someone's thinking about a transaction, if we can do it, to help them understand all the quantitative and qualitative things in their business. We, we try to take a look at it um, in, in a way around sort of magic quadrants, right? So when we're talking about sales or we're talking about the competitive environment or talking about, you know, the status of your facilities, we can lay those types of things out on you know a, a graph that has you know along the left axis you might have you know for example if you're talking about sales the level of your sales and the dollar volume of your sales and on the bottom uh, axis you might have your sustainable growth rate for sales 
And as you might think about the way these quadrants are going to break out, you have to sort of be honest about where you are in all of these different categories that can be measured, quantitative and qualitative, relative to your industry and your competition, and then develop a strategy with your management team on how do you move yourself up and to the right into that magic quadrant where you're more likely to be getting a higher valuation multiple. You're going to have favorable performance to other companies like yours in your industry, and those businesses are going to be valued at a higher level. If you perform on the lower levels on those axes, you know you find yourself either sort of at stable levels or in lower valuation multiples. And I think, you know, whether you're selling or not, trying to get yourself uh, to be an attractive financial profile is going to maximize, you know, all of the flexibility that you need uh, if you're trying to transfer the business internally to the next generation or to your management team, or certainly if you're going to be pursuing a sale and you're going to be approaching the market and trying to run an auction process. So I think working with not just an investment banker, but all of your advisors to get those things aligned is the right place to start. Much of this advice and help that you can get to you know, start moving the ball up the field uh, should literally not cost you anything other than time. And I think these businesses are, are valuable to their owners and uh, you know, the investment in time and increasing the value of, of, uh, of their company is something that uh, you know, I think everybody should be doing. I think there's a, there's, there's a funny saying that we put out there that no one that does a deal uh, ever closes the deal, has a great uh, transaction, and then says, boy, I wish I'd done less preparation. Um, so, you know, I think the honest answer to, you know, when should I start preparing uh, or, or building value in my company is always going to be yesterday, uh, no matter what you do. But starting as soon as you can and, and building the team and, and moving things in the right direction uh, can always start now, and, and we'd be happy to sit down and, and, and help you think about that. Absolutely. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your insight on this and to the listeners. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. You can read more about this topic in Greg's blog at donrush.com, as well as find helpful links, videos, and further insights to get a full picture of the best scenario preliminary steps to take to position your business for a smooth and lucrative transition. As always, feel free to reach out directly with any questions or comments. Thanks a lot, Greg. Thank you, Chris.